Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. See next to me at the table is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. I'm so used to you just introducing the show that I started picking my foot. <laughs> it's just like, there she goes. I don't know why, but it just feels like it takes you so long to do that. Like it just takes you like a really long time to just say the same bullshit you say every week. Which, which maybe just because of like the size of your mouth or just mm-hmm. this my general, you know the malaise of being with you <laughs> i don't know you don't have to turn it on because augie's here no you know this is this is literally why are Man you in miami is augie are you gonna botch every person's introduction i swear to god what a... speaking of picking his toes speaking <laughs> of chicken malinaise it's, it's augie it's augie august you know it's augie august when we're recording this on july 15th <laughs> <laughs> we actually told augie that uh, it was going to be Augie June, and that's why we're getting it uh, getting done it done now. in the middle of July. Augie for the first time on the show. Besides, I think maybe a last minute call to do a Kermit and Frog the Frog impression, which does not count. Welcome. How are you, man? Good, man. That was weird. We're getting ready to record. We're like, all right, let's do this. And I'm like, all right, cool. And I'm used to mullet like opening up for Podswell, and then all of a sudden Sam starts talking. You're like, oh shit, that's right. This is a different show. Yeah, yeah, different show, but Mullet still likes to hear himself talk, so. Well, because you're bad at it. And, but, like, around, like, 50 episodes in, I was just like, I probably shouldn't, like, be the one to do this on every show I'm on, no, so give me something to do. you kept it up. That's why I started doing it. Oh, yeah, okay. That's probably, that's probably, that actor. That's probably fair. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. If you're new here, this banter is usual. Uh, Sam and I are married, and we uh, own a lot of movies. Guts. And she talks over with, uh, me when I talk, and we... Uh, have conversation about our lives in the movies that we watch and augie is our third guest in our guest star series every single month we are having somebody on to watch a movie of their choice but augie's a very 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 special case which we'll get into in just a few moments he gets his whole the whole month uh, which we will explain at nauseam here in a few moments we're we're recording two nights we're, 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 we're doing in three three nights three nights three nights three nights four five, episodes five movies two almost two months in advance <laughs> it's it's how you book augie because he's a busy man uh if you're listening to this you um either regularly listen to the show or you know augie personally or you may be coming over from pod swoggle um who listen to pod swoggle don't know augie <laughs> it's true we had 500 <laughs> we've had 508 episodes of pod swoggle and augie was on about 120 of them like like actually, that sounds legit no, no, you're definitely no, on more you than that. Way more. Yeah, I'm more. Like, weren't present. It was in the beginning. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. If you count me actually being like mentally present, I was on three episodes. <laughs> of Physically present, mentally present. There's gonna be layers of definition of presence <laughs> and Augie. God, I want to go back and actually tally that up now. It's gonna be. Yeah, I kind of do too. <laughs> but uh, what you been up to, man? Uh, how's how's life? Not- 
Good man. Uh, avoiding this movie like the plague. Um, it finally had to happen. Uh, but oh yeah, we're going. We're going through a plague. It kind of not really. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the time to explain the difference between the plague and a pandemic. <laughs> they both start with peas were good. Um, nah, man, just been, uh, forget my voice is just coming back now because we went to a, a hockey tournament this past weekend with the kids and they did great. And I was yelling and screaming and, uh, yeah, doing that. So I came back with no voice. Uh, I think I've slept for three days straight, and uh, let's do. And then, of course, you guys punish me by making me watch the damn illusionist. You punish us. Fault. Yeah, we, we're gonna get to it in a minute. We have we have a couple things to get through first. Uh, number one, uh, if if you are a possible fan of this, then yes, Augie is a very successful uh, uh, owner of a business of, owner. Of, uh, he he works in his uh, business office. Um, that's a, a deep <laughs> reference because uh, Augie didn't know cut. what the office was called at one point. He's called it a business office. Um, but also what we do up top here is, uh, and you know, we're going to have time. You're going to be able to do this, uh, three more times. Uh, well, technically two is, uh, for every guest, <laughs> we are asking them kind of like the old picked up days. Um, and kind of what Sam and I do up top is talk about, uh, our habits lately. What have you been watching? I know you were an incredibly busy person. Okay, don't say habits because then that goes lots of places for us. Yeah. I don't get to... Yeah, particularly, uh, you know, for both. Obviously, we're a movie podcast. I books, and I'm like, that's not... Nah, listen the books. <laughs> I listen to books. If they're being read to me, I will listen. Um, like, yeah, I'm on the... I, I'm on the fourth book series of Red Rising. Um, no big deal. But uh, the TV, like most of my, most of my TV watching happens like around midnight to about three thirty a.m. Um, so anything streaming, really, I can't watch stuff live. Uh, I I I watch all of season one of Ted Lasso. I think it's good, overrated, but good. Okay. Um, I'm currently trying to get into Loki. I think I'm on episode three of Loki. Uh, when uh, people are hearing this, so obviously this is airing the first week of August. Sam and I have not watched the final episode. We'll be watching it tomorrow. Um, but it's 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 my favorite of the th- of the three shows by far. Okay, sure, um, it's good. <laughs> Wait, I just I- man, I'm I'm marveled the fuck out, dude. Like it's just it's yeah. it's like I'm watching another Marvel movie. Don't get me wrong, it's good. It's just I'm like I'm so over it. Uh, what the hell is my, I, I'm constantly just like Tope. I'm just constantly putting on the office. I've, uh, I've watched it all the way through, like from beginning to end, I think maybe twice. And at this point, I just wish there was a shuffle feature and just have it on the background constantly. Cause I'm totally down for that. It's a really good idea. I saw, I don't know if it was a joke or if it was an old thing, but I saw, of course on Instagram, I follow all these different toy and like what? collectible things. At your host, Mo 38 on Instagram for my show, Box and Friends. At Jam with your Sam. Yeah, 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 thanks. Uh, and they're releasing something. <laughs> it's like, I don't know how to explain it. It's a like a miniature television set that's preloaded with clips of, like, shows. It feels like the most 1999 thing I've ever seen. But it looks like it's coming out now. And it's got, like, clips of, like, the first season of Friends, a family guy. I think The Office was one. I'm like... Who is this for? Like, oh man, I don't have my phone on me. Let me, I, but I have this mini television that I can watch 20 minutes of friends on. 
So that's for the eighty. Those are for the eighty-year-old people who are not tech savvy and know how to stream or do anything. They're just like, yeah. I just plug this little box in and it plays the funniest clips ever. Oh, cool! I don't it's know why. For my mother, great. Yeah, exactly. Um, so she doesn't watch. Uh, yeah, so she, I think she went um and watched Forensic Files on my Netflix, and it's messed up all my recommendations. Oh my god! Profile. Forensic Files is what is it with? For my mom to watch. Yes. What is it about old white women and forensic files? My mom says like she goes to bed that how do you go to bed watching forensic files? Um, anyways, uh, so those are my TV shows. I guess the last movie I saw, the last two movies I saw in theater were was uh, Crudes Two because my girlfriend has a ten year old and uh, uh, Cruella, which yeah. uh, was awesome actually. Oh, you're the. Oh, yeah. I want to see. We have a Cruella streak going. You're the yeah. second straight guest that's yeah. watched Cruella. So let's see what happens in September. Uh, how was the Crudes Two? I mean, it would have helped had I watched Crudes one. <laughs> so, I, you know, the kid's seen it. The kid loves Crudes. I didn't see the first one. I don't think. You can follow the story. I, whatever. It's funny. It's chaotic. Um, the kid liked it, so it was a good day. Uh, yeah. Um, before I forget, this is very, very important. If you ever need to know the truest and saddest and most realistic fact about my mother, she binge watched the Andy Griffith show. <laughs> I don't even know how that's possible. I don't even know how long I have to know now how long that show actually ran and how many episodes she watched. Cause she told me she watched them all and I'm scared to find out. Oh God, it ran for 12 years. No, it's okay. But it's, wait, so wait, did she binge watch it like recently, or was she yeah. popping in VCR tape after VCR tape and binging that way? Yeah, when I moved my mom, it was actually like twenty boxes <laughs> of Andy Griffith tapes. Uh, Two hundred forty-nine <laughs> episodes. <laughs> that's you know insane. Uh, but that's my mother. Um, awesome. Well, yeah. Uh, by the time, uh, well, I th- we've already discussed. I think last week we'll discuss Space Jam and Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, also, hopefully, by the time. Oh no, it's going to be very, very long. I'm trying to think of what's coming out in August because everything we're recording with Augie we're recording in July because we have a very big, busy August. You're going on a vacation. I'm going on a vacation. We have a bunch of stuff going on. So it's yeah. going to take people somewhere in from, between there. We're going to have to watch that Paw Patrol movie with Jillian. We have to watch the Paw Patrol movie, Clifford, the big red dog. Uh-huh. And also somewhere in there, I actually kind of watched like suicide. Squad. Uh, <laughs> like Clifford's still around. Awesome. Yes. It's a live action. He's an movie. old dog. Yeah. It's going to be a live. What? Action. I know. Yeah, But he's like a CGI. They didn't actually get like a big dog and like, or like, you know, it's just gonna be a CGI dog. Well, yeah. Cause they're so scarce, you know, you can't. Yeah, Tito's laying down by my feet, doing nothing. Hi, Tito. <laughs> he's, oh, man. he's so old. Tito. <laughs> Tito. Tito is Augie's Hi, dog. Baby. How old is Tito? He's 13, going to be 14 this year. His so dog year is old. What, like over 100? Yeah. He's Times seven. What is that? Uh, yeah, yeah, up there. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Math. So people you know. can uh, tell this to do 98. is listen to Augie do math. Uh, yeah. Oh, um, he's almost. Oh, uh, Augie, I'm going to give you three guesses that you're not going to get right on who the voice of Clifford's going to be in the live action Clifford movie mm. before we start talking about the illusionist. If you get this right, I will like bleach my asshole. <laughs> No pressure. Uh, Steve Harvey. That is way too close, <laughs> but it's wrong. That actually really Cedric the Entertainer. Wrong. Uh, 
I'm not going to say Jim Carrey because that wouldn't be no. What? That's such a uh, hard left. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Four kings of comedy. Jim Carrey. No, D.L. Hewley? I haven't seen him since he passed out on stage. And I didn't even see him in person. He passed away. I was like, I'm pretty sure D.L. Hewley's alive. Yeah, and then the other king comedy, I, I don't think he would have Bernie been Mac, who was actually so dead. <laughs> yeah, not, not available. So, yeah, so... No. Uh, you, so you had a black comedian, correct? David Allen Greer. Keep getting them checks, Dag. What? He's oh, still around? I thought we were going to get it. That's more shocking than Clifford still being around. Dude, the people that don't have character names are actually bigger stars than the people that are actually characters in this movie. Like, uh, Keenan Thompson as a veterinarian. <laughs> like, just get Keenan to be the dog. <laughs> um, all right, well, we're at this point, we're really just... Wasting delaying. time, delaying. Uh, so, some preface before Sam reads the box to the illusionist. You might be thinking, why did Augie pick the illusionist? Augie did not pick the illusionist. Augie uh, picked. Well, I um, did by accident. A long well, time. By ago. accident, you did. Yeah. So, <laughs> so if you listen to the Tope episodes and the Justin episode, you know uh, the guest is going to give us a list of five movies. We're going to pick one uh, to do to be the last episode in Augie August, which is Slapshot. The reason why we picked Slapshot is because it's the only movie of the five that Augie picked or, or nominated that we owned because he picked all the other hockey movies that exist on planet Earth. Not uh, all of them. Well, not all of them because he also mentioned the Mighty Ducks. And I said, well, it's a... Well, you already did Miracle. And, and we, you already and we, did Miracle. Yes, and we had already done We'd Miracle. We already done it. So the Mighty Ducks, I was like, well, it's a series, so technically we can't do it. But for you we will make an exception because i was like fuck it it's augie it's august it's augie august and and we would call you and talk about all the things that happen on on uh the mighty ducks episode anyway sure so so like to make this a month we've had a rule since i think the first first year year of this podcast first year of the show we randomly drew the film the illusionist from 2006. uh the reason why we own the illusionist is because augie uh, got rid of most of his DVDs almost 10 years ago, I want to say, at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was, it was uh, moving... He Miami. Yeah, he was moving... Oh, yeah, he was... And uh, he was moving out from uh, his living arrangement, thankfully. And... Um, no, 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 this was before then. <laughs> this is not his movie. That was before that. Before I guarantee then. you this it is not his movie. Then. It was when they left Gainesville. No, no, this yes, happened in Miami. Miami? I, brought, I brought these back with me in Miami. Because I was a psychopath that was collecting movies at the time. And well, Augie doesn't remember. So no, he, he doesn't just, remember. He's just like, yeah, he whatever just watched, you say. So, uh, so I was like, oh, The Illusionist. This is like the pristine. I'm hearing this story for the first time. <laughs> you lived through this. So I, I took like 90% of his movies. Didn't matter what they were. So we drew it out of the box. And we opened the box. And there was no goddamn disc inside of the box. So where do you think that disc is, though? Like, we never had the disc is. I thought he was laughing or snorting. Or farting. Or farting. Uh, that movie is currently up Lauren Harmon's cunt. Uh, <laughs> if you're listening, hey, how's it going? Um, hey. So we were like, okay, well, we can't do this. So I've had this specific card, not with the writing on it, but How I'll show many it to Augie. bottles of water do you have next to you? A lot. He drinks a lot of water. Uh, there's like, this, this is the house from Signs. This card has been look. Our recommend our expectations are still on the back. We were still doing movie oh my expectations. God. Yeah, that's about right. Uh, so I've had this in the I box forever. That. So I, when Hollywood Video was closing, because this is how far back this goes, I I bought The Illusionist from a closing Hollywood Video for a couple dollars. We went to put it in, and it didn't work. 
It was so scratched up that it wouldn't play. So I was like, I can't believe this is happening again. So at that point, I was like, fuck it. I bought it new off of Amazon for like six bucks. And I was like, we are not doing this until we have Augie on the show. He cannot be on the show until we watch The Illusionist and do it with him. He has been here every single year for Royal Rumble weekend in January. <clears throat> and every time we make a point to be like, we're going to watch The Illusionist and record here. And what does he do every single time? The first All night, the no, no, the first night he's like, eh, if you guys watched Moana, I haven't seen it. Let's watch Moana. Hey, the lighthouse is good. He purposefully points out another- Oh, the lighthouse. Ugh. Points out another Sorry, movie to watch to avoid watching this movie. Yeah. Am I wrong? Yes. No, you're not. But also, you missed one other fact. None of this would have ever happened because that 100% is my movie from my movie collection. But the reason why I own it is because I watched The Prestige and I kind of liked it. Yeah. And that's what I thought I was buying. <laughs> so so to be to be 100% clear, you have never seen this before, just like neither one of us have had, correct? <laughs> no, no, not seen it before. <laughs> when I bought it, I thought I did. It has been preference, and that's why this movie made any money. <laughs> because people are like, oh, I heard that's good, even though it came out like two months later. Um, so, Samantha, now you will read the package. The Illusionist. Nothing is what it seems. Oh, man, there's too much on the <laughs> There is a Oh, okay. Lot. I thought that Oh, okay. I thought that was it. I was like, okay. That was quick. It's a good illusion. One of the year's best. A masterpiece, says New York Post. Not even a person, just the entity of the New York Post. <laughs> Unlock the mysteries of the year's most spellbinding film from the producers of Crash and Sideways. Oscar nominees Paul Giamatti and Edward Norton lead an all-star cast in this stunning film, USA Today, that conjures an exhilarating blend of suspense, romance, and mind-bending twist. The acclaimed illusionist Eisenheim Norton has not only captured the imaginations of all of Vienna, but also the interests of the ambitious Crown Prince Leopold, Rufus Sewell. But when Leopold's new fiance, Jessica Biel, rekindles a childhood fascination with Eisenheim, the prince's interest evolves into obsession, and suddenly the city's chief inspector, Giamatti, finds himself investigating a shocking crime. But even as the inspector engages him in a dramatic challenge of wills, Eisenheim prepares for his most impressive illusion yet in this mesmerizing Entertainment Weekly and beautifully acted Good Morning America film that teases you until the very end, the New York Times. Bullshit. Ooh, yes. Ooh. I can't believe you got through this novel. Yeah. Yes. She did. And I, and I try not to interrupt because my, my cookies are here. I'm not even gonna check Ruth. I think it's Rufus Sewell, but what I'm not gonna. That was, I that was impressive. So you stay two ahead of. Thank me. you. Oh, you should ask him if you. My seen cookies me. are here. Augie, so let me run some commentary right now for Augie. Augie is sitting here on the floor to prioritize his cookie. At the delivery boy. So yeah, I can't believe you didn't mess any of that up. Of course, I love that you were like made a, a point where it was like Eisen. I don't know if I can get Eisenheim. It's like you're gonna get Eisenheim. Come on, how many people have you known just named Eisenheim in your life? Probably. It's not Jewish. It sounds Jewish. 
So, as we all have uh, set up at this point, never seen this movie before. For a reason. I have also never seen The Prestige Me before. Neither. No, but we have that one. We do. I've never have, seen what's it. What's the other one that's kind of like it, I think? Imaginarium of... Oh, that, the wonder, the wonder porium, Doctor Emporium. No, you're thinking of Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium, which is very good. Hey. <laughs> of the imagination of Doctor Parnassus, which is Heath Ledger's last movie, yes, yeah, yeah, which yeah. has no, I don't think anything to do with magic. <laughs> Sounds like it should, right? It should, yes. It should. Uh, so I. How many magic movies are there? Magic Mike. Mag uh, uh, <laughs> Now you see me one and two, which those movies I've never seen. Those movies are supposed to be fucking bonkers. Uh, sure, Woody Harrelson's in them. That doesn't mean anything. It means everything. Um, I know Augie's a big fan of magic, so the first story I wanted to tell before we actually get in the movie. <laughs> I love this story. Is uh, we went to a Universal once. Did we? Yes. Who went? Uh, it was a big group of friends. I think for one of our birthdays, and it was at the end of the day, and we're leaving the park, and. Uh, it was univ regular Universal Studios, and there's somebody like out in the street advertising no, a magic not like show. The street, like well, like you know what I mean. The, yeah, it's the street in the guise of Universal, uh -huh. and it's been a very long day. We're all tired. So all... he's not eating his cookie while you're telling this story. He's behaving. <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah, I gotta mute it. Um, so I can open the bag. And he's, he's not muting because at any point he's ready to refute the story, which is not refutable because this 100 happened because of him. He's like, hey, a magic show, because he's the oldest person in the group who wants to go see the shitty shows. Augie, let's go see this magic show. Mind you, it's not an attraction. They just allow this person to do magic in the park. So we go in. The whole thing, he's hoodwinked so many people that are in this that are in this room. Weren't there, like, not chairs for someone? We had to fucking stand. <laughs> the whole, his whole point was, we're tired. Those look amazing. That so good. What kind of cookies is that? Uh, a four leches cookie. Just it's a Miami thing. Sam's jaw just dropped. <laughs> that was, I only know of tres leches. That was a better reveal than anything in the Illusionist. Well, um, tres leches. What's four leches? What's the fourth leche? They just add another. They add another leche. <laughs> so anyway, I think it's. I think it's like. I think it's like condensed milk is dulce leche. It's adic, uh I can only name two. <laughs> I can only name two. The other leche, it's a Nick leche. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nick leche. Uh, so anyway, so it's been a long day, and Augie's whole, whole thing is, "Hey guys, it's hot. Like, let's like get some air conditioning." There and, you was know, no air. Conditioning. We were going to the fucking car. There was no way. So we're standing in this goddamn small room. Oh and, no, Lauren and I were sitting. I think. And this guy starts doing magic, and literally the first trick is like the hidden ball, like Russian roulette trick, and he immediately fucks it up. You can immediately see the ball come out of the bottom of the cup. And I'm like, I hate you so much. It was like a 20 minute show we were stuck in. And then they tried to sell us like the stuff to do. They the tried to sell us magic kits. Yeah, and I, magic at, at a point I was like, and wanted to buy one. at a point I was like, maybe I should, because right now I'm just a shitty bank teller. And this guy has to be making more money. I did look how many people we just hoodwinked. In a, watching this fucking him a show. Or anything, no. That no. guy, as Tope would say, was living his dream. Living his dream. So, Augie, you're a big fan of magic, is what I'm getting at, uh, because that happened because of you and you alone. Good magic, though. <laughs> good I'm, magic. I'm a fan of good magic. Like, well, we went and saw Shim Lim. That was. In, 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 I know I have that in my notes. Yeah, I've, too. Was, we, I've actually gone to see a professional magic show from like like one of the world's best magicians. And yeah. It was fine. It, 
he does like close up card magic, but like you see it it's live so and you're like, hard. yeah, I'm it's still watching a, I'm watching like, a yeah, screen. Like you still have to see the screen and stuff. The mentalist who we used to make fun of on the show, Colin Cloud, was much better live than the actual yeah. like good card magician Shin Lim. Now, like an illusionist, I've never actually seen before, so this is like my first exposure to it. Um, I it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what I was expecting after six, seven years. Yeah. This was exactly, I think, in the cockles of my brain. What I was expecting this movie to be was just... I was cockholed by Augie having to watch this fucking movie. That's what I was. Was just... <laughs> yep. You were, you were cockholed. <laughs> uh, so we... Augie just finished watching this saying... before we started recording, Augie, you watch... Augie, you watched this half an hour ago. What did you think? <laughs> Well, just so you know, it took me three different attempts to watch it because I started watching it last night, oh, got about 20 minutes in, fell asleep. Then I watched it this afternoon. And I was like, ah, I'm going to do something else. And then <laughs> and then I watched and then I watched the last part of it. So, so he, he lived seven years in a day and a half like we did. It took him three times to watch this movie. Um, Pretty much. Um, yeah. Truthfully, I thought this was going to be a lot worse than it was. Um, don't get me wrong, I'm not a fan. Uh, but yeah, just a whole lot of meh. Meh is the perfect okay. word for it. It so it feels a lot. It feels cheap. Is the first thing I want to like, like the opening credits and like the way that it felt. Oh my god! Like all the effects, I was just like this, like Edward, like the Edward Norton, the Paul Giamatti, or this. Are we sure this wasn't like some direct to DVD movie? Because it Shut feels the Jessica Biel. Neither. So yeah, yeah. So wait, hold on. but for the, okay, that's my first note was the opening credits because yeah. they seemed entirely too long, and all it was was people's names coming in and out and fading, and then they might have showed a picture or two, but like normally other credits keep you interested with I don't know some background information or a story or I don't know looking at it. This was boring as shit. Or they have the credits at the end of the movie. Oh yeah, that that yeah that that or, too. But this looked like like somebody was like it was like a handheld camera. It was filming like, credits. Filming the credits. <laughs> yeah. It's like that's honestly like I felt like it was just shaking so much, and I and you know my very first note was it seems almost sacrilegious to actually watch this movie. Like I was expecting something to go wrong, like the entire. <laughs> like, this is just it can't be. Um, and I thought. My- when it opened on Edward Norton, I thought he was just taking a shit on stage. Like, I thought that was the illusion. <laughs> and since that's what I went into it thinking, the rest of the movie did not, did not, was, could not compare. Um, that was his inspiration. He went to the bathroom and started taking a shit. And mid shit, he pinched it and came back out. He's like, film, let's go. He did little beads of sweat. It was perfect. Right, exactly. I'm like, it was like. It was perfect. Like, Got the focus face, like you're really concentrating to push it all out. I, I got you. Shit humor, man. This is where we're at. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> but my first note literally was, these opening credits are boring and so long. Damn, there's a lot of people who want credit for something they haven't achieved yet. <laughs> wow, you just like, like credits should be 30 seconds of the beginning of the movie. You haven't done anything yet. You, have to earn- you haven't done shit. So you would put Morton's name on there? Cool. He's done shit. You know what I mean? Like, you want to put Paul Giamatti's name on there? Cool. Who the fuck are you? Who have you? Screenplay writer. Who the... Get the fuck out of here. 
So, so the cat, like, we'll get into the cast more as we go into MVP and LVP, but like the cast, like, stands to take a moment to talk about in the time that it was in. So you have Paul Giamatti, arguably at the highlight of his career, coming off of Sideways, Sideways, his biggest film at that point, and an Academy Award nomination for Cinderella Man. Big fat liar. Shut up, Uh, Edward. Not him. Yeah, it was years oh. prior. Oh, oh, I'm That so was sorry. when he was still like the white guy in Big Mama's house. Um, <laughs> Edward Norton, who is was is an A-lister, sure, a multi-time sure. Academy Award nominee with a reputation. Mm-hmm. He's is about to do the Incredible Hulk in a couple years. Yeah, that how'd that turn out for him? You know, he did it. Um, Jessica Biel, <laughs> who was Fucking Justin Timberlake this time. Uh, but also it. was kind like she was in a lot of things. She just done like Chuck and Larry, which is a blockbuster comedy. Uh. Like she done Seven Heaven, which was on television for years and years, mm-hmm. and was trying to make that she move. The pastor's daughter. Put up like this cast versus the Prestige, which you had Jackman, Bale, and ScarJo. Yeah. And. It's just funny, like how those turned out versus these, where Jackman's still huge star, Bale, multi-time Academy Award nominee and winner, ScarJo, huge star, and then these three, Giamatti still does work. He still does TV. He's still in movies. Norton like does things. No, like he. he... I think he went off the deep end. I don't think he does much. And then Jessica Biel's just a mom. (laughs) Like I don't remember. I couldn't tell you the last thing Jessica Biel was actually in. The eighteen. No, that can't be true. Look it up. So, like, it's kind of crazy to, like, look at this movie and be like, as we talk about. It got good reviews. It got good reviews. It got nominated for an Academy Award for Best Cinematography, which I find obnoxious. (laughs) I'm going to look at the nominees. Go ahead. That was one of my other notes was, like, this entire movie felt like that my TV settings, the the brightness, was was set way too low. It looks weepy. Like, it just looks like it has that lifetime romance tint to it. She's on Pete the Cat. <laughs> oh, good. She's killing it. She's a voice on Pete the Cat. And then, yeah, like, she does voice acting. but like Oh, The Sinner. That the was, like, a big... She got nominated for, like, theory. Emmys and stuff for that. But that was, still like, four or five years ago at this point. Yeah, she hasn't done much. She hasn't done really much of anything. Yeah. I, so, this might... I don't want to, like, offend Samantha, but I feel like this is much more your movie than me and Augie because it definitely leans harder on the romance aspect than I was anticipating. I thought this was going to be more of a suspenseful, still and, mystery. And that's why, I, I, by the way, I was looking up some information I was wrong. I thought it was Jessica Biel who played a character named Augie on Summer Catch, but it was some other guy, Gabriel Mann, that played Augie on Summer Catch. Why Jessica Biel was in it. Why would Catch? you be those two confused? There's been a movie with like, Augies. Anyways, There's so whatever. There's so many Augies in movies <clears throat> now, actually. It's kind of a- I know, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, what the hell were we just talking about? Uh, you were- oh, yeah. So, like, yeah, you were saying this is way more on the romance side. 100% agree, which is why you should now watch The Prestige. Because I feel like this focus on the romance, whereas Prestige focus on, like... It, it, Whatever. The Prestige is more about like uh, magic, two guys, and it's kind of like a rivalry type of thing, so there's more suspense there. It's not so much about a romance. This is a whole romance angle, and I could give three fuck. Like, I couldn't care less. They just didn't have any chemistry, too, I think. That, too. They they had no chemistry. No chemistry. Well, they only really had two scenes together. Well, the kids, I think, were okay. Mm. Uh, That was my least favorite favorite part of the movie, was the the preamble. That was terrible. Yeah, I, I and then the way, the way they shot it, it seemed like you were in the Shire from like The Hobbit. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm like surprised you know what that is, Augie. So the so the cinematography <laughs> nominee. So it was nominated alongside the prestige, which is hilarious. <laughs> I, I honestly that the Academy probably some people just put the wrong name down. <laughs> like I honestly think that's what happened. Because it got nominated for nothing else. The other nominees were the Black Dahlia, which is also mind-boggling to me. And then the uh Children of Men, which should have won, because Children of Men is one of the most amazingly shot movies i've ever seen in my entire life yeah. the winner was pan's labyrinth which is also which is fair, again fine that's beautiful. but none of those movies were nominated for best picture the best picture Thank nominees was. Well, no it wasn't film, yeah the departed Babel, letters from iwo jima little miss sunshine and the queen which i could argue three of those five should have been nominated for best cinematography the queen and little miss sunshine or whatever but the other three also hey, the, little miss, little miss Sun- the little miss sunshine is the Tope's favorite movie. It is, but it's not. Like, <laughs> no, no, it's not a cin- cinematic. So, like, as like, yeah, like all those like movie, like, so what you expect from a movie like this is you expect like some of the like, movie stuff mm-hmm. to like come to fruition. But Cinematography was not a fan of, like Augie said, it, it everything kind of looks, you know, it, it's like, like decolorized. Yeah. It kind of looks old, like they, they use, old, but like, not in a good way. Yeah, like like they use like old film almost and even so like like the love scene i always hate love scenes in period piece movies it was completely lit by candles which which is a cool idea but then i saw like her foot four times yeah but not not good execution (laughs) and also i didn't know what i was looking at it was shot up way close because it's it's pg-13 and i don't want to get like any cracks or any like actual you know revealing pieces but also i can't watch love scenes in period pieces because the whole time i'm just thinking about like these people don't have good toothpaste like everything just got to stink. Like sex just stinks <laughs> in general. Like, <laughs> like this is so yeah, old. It was just, it was just it, like, go ahead. It's all just got to smell and taste terrible. It, no, it was shot terribly. I 100% agree with you. The whole movie seemed like it was just too dark. I, for a minute there, I was like, okay, maybe they're doing this on purpose to make the illusions or to make the special effects you know, to to blend that, but that wasn't it at all because those moments where there were special effects, it was well lit and it was on stage. It was fine. Uh, what also made the sex scene so absolutely horrible was just the scene that like immediately before it, where like they're uh, Norton is kind of acting and Beale is just taking a wet fart in the whole scene. Like it's just the cliche oh oh my god it is so bad it is so bad and then he just starts kissing her and i i was like the only thing i liked about him surprise kissing her was that it shut her up because it was horrible acting horrible was awful yeah oh my god yes but it was so bad i don't know where they were supposed to be so it's never good in a romance movie when the two leads are not performing well together (laughs) hungarian like i think she was hungarian and they were in vienna and both of their accents i don't know where she was supposed to be from like at all both their accents went over the place and that's when you can understand so i hate these movies where like they're trying to be mysterious and almost cool and like in the times and everything's just like whispery and it just makes it where like for the first 20 minutes, I just keep increasing the volume of my television. <laughs> or like if I'm sitting in the movie, I'm even struggling. I-, I would imagine how it goes, but it's just the opening. The reason I didn't like it because it was so weepy and melodramatic. So the movie starts essentially an hour and 30 minutes into the actual story with, with Paul Giamatti's character, you know, arresting 
uh, Edward Norton's illusionist character, Eisenheim. And then we get a wonderful flashback to them as a, a children. And that, to me, at this point, is such a trope and a cliche that I, I just fucking hate it because it's a waste of time. It's something that never pans out. We just, what was my least favorite part of Goodfellas? Like one of the greatest movies ever made was the 20 minutes I had to watch them as fucking kids. There's got to be a different way to show me how they were <laughs> wasting all this time yeah, doing this. But to be fair, when we watched It Chapter 2, it was done differently. And the flashbacks I still didn't like when that. they were kids, well, maybe you're just an asshole. I don't know. <laughs> because, I mean, I That was different. I didn't like that because that wasn't true to, like, the source material. Right. Like, but that, but I still different. think that it was done well for the story and everything and helps develop the characters. And I get that's what you're trying to do because you have to endear the audience to these people. But I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> I don't care. Like the, you could have just started from the beginning. You didn't have to start in the middle and then cut back and then cut back. Just start from when they're kids. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> start from when they're kids because that <clears throat> starting from that whole scene where they arrest them, it wasn't like the rest of the movie. You're like, hmm, how did they get to that moment? I can't wait to see that journey. Like, oh, no, man. who gives a shit? Like, don't take that completely out, and it would have been better. Also, I think they relied way too much on that that child scene to build that. Oh, he needs to be with her. Oh, he wants to. You know, he wants. <clears throat> he wants. He wants her. And obviously, they were pulled apart. Whatever. And then they see each other years later, and it's like there's still there's no. Oh my god, the best romance in this entire movie was between Paul Giamatti and and, and Norton. Sure. So the, so. So the stuff I actually liked about the movie was exactly what Augie just said. When you had the opportunity to watch two great actors yeah. kind of doing roles that neither one of them ever, like Paul Giamatti is not an authoritative figure. <laughs> you know I mean, like he's Paul Giamatti. He's been my best friend for 15 years. And <laughs> like for him doing like, a, like an accent kind of in a period piece, kind of as like an inspector That's or detective was interesting. And then Edward Norton is always this, uh, uh, he's still eccentric in this, but he's always he's like aloof. dry. He's dry. always dry. Evil, so I like Edward Norton's. What put Edward Norton on the map was Primal Fear, and if you've seen Primal Fear, it's hard to like no. ever watch Edward Norton anything and not just think Primal Fear because he's one of like the most underrated villains of all time. He got nominated for an Academy Award for that movie. And then I wouldn't say it's underrated. Well, but like, like nobody like knows. <laughs> like, I, yeah, no one remembers that yeah. fucking movie though. Um, that like he's good at these like menacing evil character actors. Uh -huh. Fuck you. Um, I said a movie everybody knows, like Fight Club. Sure, but that's like you, you can't start the story with Fight Club. Why not? Norton. Because that was not where her story starts. It was where it started for me. I didn't see Primal Fear. Oh, for fuck's sake. Um, so like, this is why people tune into this show. I know. <laughs> <laughs> is those two playing off and of each other. Yeah, I need a fucking snack too, and I haven't had dinner, so fuck it. Um, I just give me food. I don't care. Um, those <laughs> those scenes, uh, just like some M and M's or something. Those scenes were really, really good, and they were too few and far between. Yeah, like it's the same thing. As I, I think I've referenced a few times is Mad Men, one of my favorite shows of all time. Right, all about family and and relationships and like these characters, and it's great. But what I always loved about Mad Men were the in the office minutia of work, like this, like the backdrop of their lives. And I would have loved to see more 
magic stuff. I would have liked more Greatest Showman in this yeah. than I saw in Greatest Showman. This, <laughs> this would have been a lot better movie if they took the romance part out of it and the whole movie was just how is Edward Norton going to fool Paul Giamatti and Giamatti's trying to figure it out sure. and it's just a tussle of them too because that was the best part of this whole movie. It was just... You could have the romance element to it, but it needed to be the, the, the B plot, mm -hmm. not the yeah. A plot. Yeah. Um, so that so that got me through. I did like kind of I guess like the spirit apparition montage, like him like after Jessica Biel's character is quote unquote been killed. Spoiler: It's been fifteen years, and it's telegraphed the entire time. Not knowing anything about this movie, I was like, mm -hmm. "She's not dead. This is all a ruse." Because it's magic. Like I, 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 I think because I, there's been so many projects like this that have that are famous, and you hear about afterwards. Like you can never trust these projects to like make good of it. Also, didn't help that Edward Norton's acting at Jessica Biel's body was the biggest dead giveaway ever. Like. Yeah, his acting, he's not my MVP and he's not my LVP because he has too many good moments uh, with Paul Giamatti, I think, that save it. But his acting in that scene and also his acting later on when his uh, when he is the vision himself and the facial expression he has. Oh, really? You it's like just, that? No, no, I'm saying it was funny as fuck. And it, said, <laughs> it was too nutty and I it said, took me like, out of the moment. The problem with Edward Norton being like the stars that Edward Norton faces happen and they ruin everything that's my no yeah was there anything that i haven't mentioned Augie, that you were particularly fond of uh <laughs> so this is stupid but i loved it many times when the uh you know, magic is happening, or the illusion's happening, or they have to talk to a crowd. There, there, are, there, there are crowd scenes when he mm -hmm. has a following. Some of the crowd dialogue is my favorite of all time. It's very good. Do you have, um, you have some lines for us? I have two specific ones. One is at the end when he, spoiler, whatever, fucking spoiler, they go to arrest him, and he's an illusion himself. And he disappears. Then all of a sudden, Giamatti like turns like the guard, just like find him. And then there's a lady in the background going, "They're not going to find him." And I was like, I thought it was just so stupid. <laughs> but my favorite, my favorite one, is when they're when they first bring Edward Norton into the uh, to, you know the, Paul Giamatti trying to investigate him, whatever, and they first arrest him. And the whole crowd gathers outside, and he goes outside and he tells everybody it's all an illusion, whatever. Mm -hmm. and, he, and he goes, "All right, you all, you all must go home." And then you hear one guy go, "I think we should get him out of there." And then the second guy goes, "But he said to go." <laughs> <laughs> like they wanted to go save him, but they had to have it. One guy's like, "No, I think we still got to go get him." He's like, "But, but he said to go." And I was like, this is so fucking get out of here. But that's I, um one question too. I, I know he's a hunter, but there were way too many antlers in that room. I said that too. So many what? Antlers. The oh, antlers. Antlers. I thought he said hamburgers. I'm like, when did I fall asleep in this movie and there were hamburgers? <laughs> no, it 
like pick your five favorite man like you don't have to hang up every fucking deer antler that you ever shot right, real, uh too much antlers of all time. rudolph yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um no i guess the, the things that i kind of liked were like the subtleties of certain things like when he did the the sword and the stone trick mm-hmm. and just the look between him and rufus was right i think the guy the bad guy's name is rufus well, the, the actor, the, um, uh, Prince Leopold. Yeah, Prince Leopold. Prince Leopold. So, yeah, that first scene where, you know, he does a storm of stone and, you know, he's the rightful, so he's supposed to let it go, but then they kind of just share this look. And there's no dialogue in that maybe 20 seconds, but you can tell by both of their faces. And I think Norton even kind of, like, afterwards, after he first tries to pull it, Norton, Norton says, like, gives him a, just a small nod, which essentially is like, all right, now you can now you can pull it. And he goes to pull it, and he still can't pull it. It's like, all right, he, now he's just fucking you. So I, the only note I have there is, like, sword and a stone trick, bitch. Because he's like, fuck you. I, yeah, um, I but there were a lot of things like that. <clears throat> yeah, there's a lot of... My, my favorite thing is going to give away... My favorite thing is going to give away my choice for MVP, but it's... It. It, Let's get to it. Who, who it, MVP? It, it's all the many... It's all the many faces of Paul Giamatti. Uh, Paul Giamatti is the main reason why this movie is even kind of salvageable. I, I like. I love. I mean, every scene is in. He's got numerous faces where you can tell he's thinking, or he's happy, or he's nervous, or like. And again, you can just read his face. He he. Every scene he's in, he pretty much kills it. His accent doesn't take me out of it like some of the other actors. I, I think Giamatti's MVP. Uh, it's hands down for me. Um, the only <laughs> thing I didn't trainer. like is like um, the very end where it seemed like Paul Giamatti just looked at this book and figured out everything, and then you see everything come together. That's the only thing I, I don't didn't blame that. Really I don't. Like. I don't blame that. But that's not his, exactly, exactly. That's not his fault. That's the writing. That's terrible writing. My note on that was. I agree with I, you. I'm expecting the Saw theme to play any second. Not just live or let die. But but even then, even in that scene with Giamatti, like where he quote unquote figures it out just by getting the book about the stupid plant. But like the his faces, there's no dialogue in those twenty seconds, and he goes from like figuring it out to being impressed to having like a crazy laugh, like ha, ah, like this is this is terrible because a guy shot himself who was wrongly accused, mm-hmm. but. At the same time, like this is so impressive, and then he claps, and it's like Jabari killed it on that too. It's it's a very <laughs> Prince Leopold killed himself, and then uh, Ferdinand took over, and then when he was assassinated, it started the war. You're thinking too much about this. <laughs> yeah, holy shit! I I didn't know this was based on a true story. All right, cool. It's not really. Yeah, you're <laughs> doesn't know and doesn't care, and that's just obvious. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's Giamatti. Um, sure, 100%. It's one of the it's and uh, like the annals of the show. I think it's one of the best like nonverbal MVPs. Where like Augie said, you can see in his face and a lot of the Leopold scenes and a lot of the Eisenheim scenes, like the struggle he's feeling with like his decency and his conscience uh-huh. and his 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 responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Like he does a really really good job. His desire for power, right? It all yeah. plays, and you can see all of that. I really I. Well. D- before Augie brought that up, I was going to, and it is Giamatti, but I was going to make a hard sell on Rufus Sewell. I think he does I think he did a, great, a job. great job as just this yes, wonderfully 
despicable villain who is the right amount of over the top in a movie that we talked about is very whispery and melodramatic like his little outbursts and just his overall like presence is very foreboding yes. and he does a wonderful job yeah. at it and he comes in this yes <laughs> you know the yeah first- halfway through this so, sorry go ahead sam sorry no go ahead no sam's like you were Maybe. talking sam okay Sure. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, so, like, I think the first time we see him, it's in the audience, and, like, you could just tell, even if, like, they weren't sitting up, like, somewhere special, like, you could just tell, like, something about his aura, like, kind of gives off this, uh, like, bigger than life, bigger than, than everyone else kind of vibe, mm-hmm. and I thought that that worked really well. That was all. No, I, I I agree. No, I no, I agree. And I think like I just think two things why he couldn't be MVP. Number one, I don't think he had enough. Like I'd say like there could have been more of him. Again, mm-hmm. maybe that's just me wanting less romance in this whole damn thing. But second of all, like his explosions were awesome when he would explode and get mad. I feel like he did it two to three times in the movie where I was like, okay, don't rely just on that one emotion. And overall, he was the same character in a night's tale. And I, I loved it in a night's tale. Oh. But it just didn't do anything different for me. Well, it's never seen a night's tale. I don't I, I'm sure I've seen this human being oh. things before. I could not point him out of a fucking lineup. <laughs> That's the only other movie I can name that he's in, but he hundred in Night's Tale, he's the he's an awesome villain too. I think you need to watch the Night's Tale. Shit, if I would have known that, I would have nominated that shit. We don't own it. Um Yeah, yeah we do. No, we don't own Night's Tale. You you do not know our movies. We do not own a Night's Tale. Oh. Uh I will buy it. I will afterwards. buy it. Afterwards, uh, I looked him up because I was like, I know I've I've seen the name before, and the only thing I recognize him in was he was most recently in The Father. I believe he was uh, like the son-in-law in The Father, and he kind of is a dick in that as well. So he just plays a really good dick. Like that that he, yeah. he would always have work being a, a dickish grit. Uh, yeah. But it is Paul Giamatti. Uh, Paul Giamatti our multi-time MVP list with that. I thought I honestly thought this was his first MVP because I remember I pushed hard for him in a movie we did not like, The Ides of March, and I think I just wore you down and you gave it to him. Ryan uh, Gosling really should have been the MVP. Well, he's already he's already on the multi-time list as well. So Paul Giamatti, man, we're getting a lot of these, and I think we're approaching fifty multi-time MVPs. Well, I mean, it also helps that we watch a lot of the same movie, like the movies well, are the same cast. Watch, yeah, let's just let's do this. Uh, a quick fun quiz, Augie, can you? Tell me who you think five of our multi-time MVPs have ever been. Just who do you think would deserve them? Of actors of, of history. Uh, Tom Hanks. One. He's our all-time leader with five. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, Denzel. I don't think we've watched a Denzel Washington movie. No, we have. We watched Pelham One Two Three, but um. No, we have not watched Pelham One Two Three. We haven't watched it again. No. Pelham One Two Three. No, and why would that be the, the theaters? Why would that be the first movie? Yeah, we saw that in theaters. That's the only one that I can remember us watching for. I haven't <coughs> seen Man on Fire. Uh, no. John, Johnny Depp. Uh, not really. Um, I think he's got one. No, 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 he is. He is a multi-time MVP. You are correct. Multi-time for what? Uh, Sweeney really? Todd and oh, Charlie yeah, and the Chocolate Factory. Okay. This is already the best <sighs> you've ever done in a game on a podcast before. I know, right? Uh, let's see. Brad Pitt? Mm. Yes. I believe that he... Only a one time. Movie? Only a one uh, time. He got one of the oceans, of the but that's it so far. He'll, he'll be there. For sure. One more. Uh, get out of my... 
This is not a guess, but I can't get John Leguizamo's name out of my head. It's correct. Uh, <laughs> no fucking way. There's no fucking way. For what? For um for the, the happening. happening. <laughs> They're not for good things. <laughs> and for um. It's not. It's not too long. It's, it's another. Oh, uh, Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. It's all for bad things. Get the fuck out of here. That's the worst. Really. Yeah. I couldn't get this name out of there. I couldn't get my name out of his head. And I was like, there's no way out of my head. There's no way. Only I can get four out of five, and the only wrong answer was Denzel. <laughs> That's our fault. That's, That's not, not, our his fault. Fault. not his fault. We got a Denzel movie. All right. So Giamatti, MVP, LVP. I think we know where we're going here, unfortunately, based on Sam's comment. It's mine as well, but I defer yep. to see if there's anything else. No, we can be unanimous on Jessica Biel, please. Yeah, she's just not a good actress. No, and man. <clears throat> if if you get somebody that can nail that part, you may be able to digest the romance stuff a little bit more. Agreed. Sure, sure, sure. I, I, I felt like there was many times where she was overacting, um, either with the accent or like would, the camera would cut to her and she'd like she'd butter up and like you know do the I don't, I don't know like she was trying to make herself seem prettier than she was. Uh, she seemed like a she, I, I don't know it just man it just did not hit and don't get me wrong I think she's de- like in, uh, what was a uh, what's that TV show she was in I thought she was pretty Seven good Heaven. too. No, 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 recently. Oh, the center. The, where, like, earlier, the center on you. Yes. Yeah. The center. I thought she was I thought she was great in that. She's bad, like, awesome. She can act in that. But this one, she just was horrible. She, She's, I don't, so she's bad. I don't think she's as bad as, like, we think she was. I just think she's surrounded by two of the greatest actors of our generation. <laughs> and this, and Rufus Sewell, who's, you know, crushing this villain part. She's just outclassed, and it's blatantly obvious. I, as soon as I saw Eddie Marson in the credits, I thought it was going to be him because he just always creeps me out in movies. He's no, the assistant. I he was good oh, he's he's, he's, oh, he's always good, but he does look like a hobbit, so I could see why Ozzy said that earlier. Oh, is that that Norton's assistant? Norton's yeah. the manager or whatever? Yeah, 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 he was awesome. Yeah, yeah, he's I he was good. he's I always good. Like Every time I see his name, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have to look at him. <laughs> I know that sounds mean. <laughs> <laughs> Was that really creepy child that like mm, that kid. I fucking hate creepy kids. But on our very first episode of this show, we've talked about creepy ass kids. That kid just walked by big eyes, like it just freaked me out. I hated that kid. Um hey, remember in college when at the cockpit we had this uh, GQ GQ magazine with Jessica Beale on the cover and it was like one of the most attractive pictures I've ever seen. And our no. and our friend Scott said Let me Google it real quick. Scott said he wouldn't have sex with her because her thighs didn't touch. I just wanted that on the record. <laughs> so. Hey, hold on, but, but there's a backstory because at the time, Scott's girlfriend's thighs like really touched. Man. Who? Like, Scott's <laughs> ex-girlfriend's thighs were a Venn diagram. <laughs> Scott's girlfriend's thighs were like, do you know that like What's that science project that you do where you pour like one chemical and the other one and just like it, it the container can't hold like the foam so it just explodes everywhere? Volcano. Volcano. Sure. If it's any consolation, she was also not a good person. <laughs> so, so we're not punching down to somebody because of how they looked. We're punching down them because they also were a massive bitch. 
Um, yeah, there wasn't really anybody else besides Jessica Biel. I, I had Aaron Taylor Johnson just because I, I really just didn't like the the Ooh. scene. The, the kid, the kid Eisenheim. Oh, so, uh, that's, sure. so you might recognize him. He was, he, that's Kick-Ass. He was the lead in the first Godzilla movie. He was, he was uh, Quicksilver in Age of Ultron. Uh, he's been in a ton of things. He's just one of those fucking white guys that's in everything that has three fucking names. Um, yep, okay. I, I, I didn't like that whole sequence, and I kind of blamed it on him, but it is it's Jessica Biel. I thought he did better than the girl. True. The, the, the other girl. Yeah. I did like Jessica Biel. Her cheeks were very red throughout the entire... Like, I don't know why i mean she got hit in the face once but it was like just so red the whole oh, that was a great slap it was a good slap it was a very good slap it was believable um i'm writing jessica Biel on my lvp list next to the last last name of b with uh lvp which is kenneth branagh i want to make the point that if kenneth branagh had played arliss loveless like prince leopold Wild Wild West would have been a much better movie. movie. Oh, yeah. Instead, he's doing this, like, shitty New Orleans accent. He's playing it like Jessica Biel's playing uh, (laughs) Sophie. Not even Jessica Biel. Man, let's just remake Wild Wild West with this cast. I think we got something here. Jessica Biel is Selma Hayek. Rufus Sewell is... uh, Selma Hayek is not very good in that movie. You can't get much worse. Rufus Sewell is Arliss. Jessica Biel. Uh... Fuck, I kind of want to make Paul Giamatti Will Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but let's be fair. Yeah. He's Kevin Klein. And then Edward Norton is Will Smith. Is Will Smith. Okay. Edward Norton is lucky that Jessica Beale's in this movie and he has Paul Giamatti work for it because there are, like I mentioned, two or three moments where Edward Norton is in LVP territory just mm-hmm. from some piss poor choices and to me, just a general yeah. natural disinterest, which is Edward Norton. He's a noted dick. He's aloof. He just is he, aloof. He in takes over productions. He he's he's difficult to work with, and you can sometimes see that in just how bored I feel like he is at times. When he's in it, I think he's good. Yeah, so, we talked about that when we watched Pitch Perfect Three. It was like how like disinterested and was in the movie, and it ruined the whole thing. I feel like Edward Norton uh, was the same. I was like. What Pitch Perfect three did you watch? Because Edward Norton and Pitch Perfect three, I'm in. Look, Can't get worse. It's literally the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. So that's not true. We've seen some really bad ones on this. Pitch show. Perfect three is still. Uh, I don't count Scrawl as a movie. So Pitch Perfect three is still the Bobby, worst. You should watch movie. the movie Scrawl. No, I haven't. Well, I haven't seen any. I haven't seen that or any of the Pitch Perfects. So I need to catch up on my Pitch Perfects. Watch won. the first one. Maybe the won. second one. No. Not the third. No, not the third one at all. Um, what about the fourth one they're making? They're not. It's not even like God. <laughs> it's gonna be a musical. What else on the Illusionist? We moved pretty quick. I said and... It's gonna be a musical. They're supposed to get it. back in. They were supposed to open a Pitch Perfect like attraction at Universal. So I can't wait for Augie to drag that us to be? that. Just fucking people singing acapella in a theater. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> They ended up being the Bourne show. That, that where Terminator was, they were going to make it uh, an SNL thing or a Pitch Perfect thing. They're like, those both suck. Just do the Bourne supremacy or something. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. Because you still have like a stunt aspect to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, what else? Any any other notes or any other comments on The Illusionist? Mm. I mean, it's The Illusionist. It's good that I don't have to... It's good that I can get it out of my goddamn entertainment system. It's been yes. It's here... 
so long. It's done. I never have to think about it ever again. It's it's maybe one of the easiest movies to forget of all time. You know how like people are afraid of needles, and then they have a doctor's appointment, and all you do is dread it and dread it and dread it. And then when they do it, it's not as bad, and then they're done with it. Mm-hmm. That's this movie. Yeah. yeah For years, this has been the needle that I've like not wanted to get. And while getting it, I was like, all right, it's not terrible. I mean, it's bad. It just doesn't feel good. And the accent on this needle is horrible. But they should have put that on the DVD. <laughs> the New York Times says it's it's I thought it was gonna be bad, but that's all right. That's all right. You know. Uh yeah. So I got my I'm I'm I guess fully vaccinated for the illusionist. Don't play get your vaccine and wear a mask. Yep. This and Delta <laughs> is real. And then you can go see a live magic show. And Universal. At Universal. Score time. Augie, I think you're familiar with our scoring system. Uh, 1 to 10. You can go has if you'd like. Go ahead and give us your score for the illusionist. I have mine locked in. So it might be. I will say that so far, for all three movies we've done in the guest star series, We've one of us has done like the lower, the middle, and the higher all together. <laughs> so yeah, TV, like it's all been like around the same number. So no pressure. Give it your actual score. Mine's yeah. like I'm not going to change it, but yeah, I mean, I, I well, I originally had it a little bit higher because I kind of gave myself. I I called MVP and LVP fifty minutes into the movie. Um, oh, Twenty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was I was making sure because, like I said, Rufus when he popped up, I was like, that's a, yeah, maybe. He gave um, it a good run. He gave it a good run. Yeah. I don't know the score after that. I, I'm gonna say six point five. Okay. Wow. That's that's much higher than I was expecting. I'm gonna give it a five and a half. It's just a tick over average for me because of the performances at hand and some of the uh, some of the. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's giving it a five. I don't. It's the illusion. I don't have an answer. What? Are, Are we sticking with the theme? Four and a half. Uh, no, technically, it's yeah. close. Well, uh, the, average will be, the average will be one of our scores, which will be a five and a half. Yeah. But it, it technically uh, works. I'll give you a four and a half. Tenley, Tenley should have picked six. Because if you have been five and a half, six. Yeah, that's that's, that's six and and all the other ones. Yeah, so no, so, so you did mess it up. Doing, so. Well, fuck that. I wasn't giving this a six just to keep up with that gimmick because this movie was. Amazing. You're off the show. Okay. You could take my. <laughs> Augie, let's get married. I think we. I think Augie and I would make a really good married couple. You would. Nothing would get done. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you would. Augie and I have, have similar, like... Actually, his business and my work, we actually pretty do real well. Let's, let's get a kid and let's figure it out. Well, I have, have a, kid. a kid. Yeah, man. Shit. I'll, make a, I'll make a new Instagram account. Jog with your Aug. <laughs> that should legitimately be... You should do that. What's the name of... Uh... Rocket doesn't exist anymore. Man, if you... Yeah, no. If you had the patience to write more than like 30 words on a day, you could be Og with a blog, like that old Disney show. <laughs> I know it was Dog with a blog, but Og with a blog would be great. So four and a half. So you're saying it was below average. Yeah, man. Yeah. It, I think I fell asleep. Oh, no, you did. I had to wake you up. Oh, I warned her I ahead of time. Know. I warned her ahead of time. I was like, Samantha, of all the, the fucking movies. Six o'clock. You better not fall asleep. And she, I, I looked over and her eyes were closed. And I went, Samantha! Like, I, I jump scared. The- <laughs> I didn't mean to fall asleep. I was trying really hard not to, but it was just too difficult because this movie sucked. And uh, that's my uh, hot take. Well, 
It is done, and we never have to talk about it ever again. Oh no, we're gonna keep talking about it. Oh no, no, no! I, it's, 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 I might throw it away. <laughs> I keep everything. I don't know. Send it to Augie. I should. should. It'll come. You'll throw it. It'll come back somehow the next day. <laughs> Can't get fucking rid of it. What? A, that's a pretty good illusion. Um, I want to give a shout out. You know what the extra half point was for? The fact that Edward Norton and all those people actually learned those tricks. There was no like camera. To some of those tricks they actually learned how to do. So you know what? Good for good for them. Cool, don't quit your day job. Well, no, I mean, you know, they're not, you know, there's, I'm sure there was some kind of like camera work to help them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Movie magic, if you will. Uh, well. So not real magic. From here on in. We're, hockey. We're, we're going to make some real magic. It is, it is hockey after this. For the next two weeks, we will be tackling the three Mighty Ducks films. <laughs> uh, Augie swore we were only going to do the first two. I go, no, Augie, we oh, own the Mighty please. Ducks three. <laughs> So we have to watch it. Uh, I'm interested to hear your take on the uh, real hockey that they play in at Eden Hall. It is going. It is originally we were going to try to do all three movies. We were we were going to try to. He's just mad (laughs) that we have to. I'm saving it. I'm saving it. Have you guys seen all three yet? You you had to watch them. I've seen all of them multiple multiple times. times. Uh, We watched them. I want to say earlier this year. Like right before the show started, we were just like bored on a weekend, yeah, yeah, and we were like, "Before the Mighty Ducks it. game changer." Well, like, so. we don't we don't cheat in our rules a lot, but for that, like we just cheated. We just like binge them over the course of like two days. So we're gonna rewatch them for this and take our notes and and make our oh I don't predictions. need I don't need to rewatch them. So the reason why usually a three movie series we can do in one episode, but it's I know the I. two of you, and I know that this is gonna necessitate two episodes. We're gonna oh, record it in one fun. batch. But yeah, because well, also I have that article from way back when. Yeah, that article. I think I'm I went over with. I think I went over with Augie when he was here for the Rumble, and we were we were drunk and he other things. He doesn't know things. good hockey. What well, makes you? him the expert on hockey? Oh no, our internet's <laughs> unstable. But it was a perfect Augie's timing because no, get, no, because the internet glitched, so it just Augie's head turned and looked right at you, and it was cre- it was creepier than anything that happened in the Illusionist. It was actually great. Uh, <laughs> I want to point out, uh, as I mentioned earlier, that- it, it cut out. All I heard you say was, I, "I know the two of you," and and then it cut out. Oh, oh I, no. I know the two of you are going to be talking about this ad nauseum. Ad nauseum, yeah. Uh, and I have a specific article to reference, and I think yeah. I'm at a reference when you were here in January for the Rumble about about the Mighty Ducks franchise and the players themselves. We'll go over that. And I said, "What makes you an expert?" Yeah, that's. I said, "I'll kick your ass." Me, <laughs> hockey talk. What makes you an expert on hockey? And then. Uh, Coming up at 10, Samantha's <laughs> Hockey Talk. Um, oh, no, he froze. We need to wrap this up for Augie's internet. Totally botches this whole thing. Uh, as we're waiting for Augie to come back, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we had our expectation scores on the back. Uh, so this movie uh, came below both of our expectations. I had it as a six and a half. You had it as a five. So yeah. it did, it did uh, underwhelm even our minimal expectations. But let's wrap this some bitch up. Augie, now's the time. Please go ahead and promote and plug whatever you would like uh, for the first time uh, for this month. Yeah, if you're in the Miami area and you want to play some hockey, uh, hit up hit us up on Instagram, Miami Roller Hockey. Or you can also check out our website, MiamiRollerHockey.com. Um, this, this, I'm excited for the next two episodes because th- those will be fun. I feel like we're in a shit mood because we had to watch this and the movie was just, and I just finished watching it. So it just like, 
but the next episodes will be a lot of fun. Um, oh, we're gonna... Can't wait to talk hockey with uh, Sam and Mullet. You can just take the next episode off. Me and Sam will just talk ducks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm going to have to do so much gym like mental gymnastics trying to prevent you two from somehow making these like the highest rated movies you've ever done because, because the same thing like when we did space jam and i was like samantha i love space jam but <laughs> you have to recognize what we're watching so i, I will do my best but yeah uh no I'm you gonna... gave robin out of 10 yeah but that's how oh, fuck you're right <laughs> yeah but oh to lolly oh to lolly golly what a <laughs> That's my answer to that. Not worth winning if you can't win. Bitch. Quack, 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 quack. God, I can't. Yep. Yeah. I'm so excited. All right. I can't wait. Thank Let's you for listening. Go. No, I have to do the rest of the plugs. Thank you. Wait, when we wait, just to, just so I can prepare. Are, are we are we rating each movie individually, or are we rating the franchise as a whole? How, how are we? Each movie individually, and each movie will have their own LVP and MVP. So there is a chance where oh. somebody can get, you know, Multiples. like when we did the X-Men movies, Hugh Jackman racked up a few, uh, James two racked up a few. Yeah, there could be two times. Uh, I'm not going to pre-plan anything in my head, but I don't think that's going to happen because I can I can pretty much think of who the best part of every movie is, and we'll, we'll get there when we get there. And the worst part, for that matter. Um, well, but now, thank you for listening to what I'm making the last episode of Mirror Movies, just so I don't have to listen to you two talk about Mighty Ducks for three and a half hours. Um, no, it's this is a, if this was a blast, the Mighty Ducks is going to be insane. Of course, you can find this podcast wherever you get your podcast, rate, review, and subscribe. For bonus content, patreon.com slash arcade audio. Um, our Patreon series where we're doing candy rumbles has begun. Yes, that's begun, but our games have yet. We're, our games have yet to, to begin. We'll, we'll begin it at some point. Uh, at Mary W Movies on Twitter, Mary W Movies. At gmail.com, facebook.com slash Mary with movies for me, as I mentioned earlier, at your host, Mold38 on Instagram. Are you going to do yours? Are you, are... Oh, I thought you were going to talk about your pod blog. No, I, I knew you were going to interrupt oh. me, so that's why I was. At Jam with your Sam on Instagram and all social media, and he's got a pod bloggle that he writes. Hate you so much. Arcadeaudio.net slash podbloggle. I painstakingly take multiple hours out of my week to watch wrestling and write about it and Wait, analyze it. But let's, let's guess one thing, Shay. It's just because you're not efficient. Don't don't blame it on you doing it for the entertainment value. It's because you handwrite your notes and then you type them instead of just typing them. Like who does that? Dedicated journalists. Where... How, how's that career working out for you? <laughs> when you're hearing this, I'm somewhere in 1994. It's gonna be impossible to track these things when we're doing this with Augie. Uh, and I think that's it. I think that's enough. You've thoroughly wrecked and ruined my thoughts as usual. Perfect. That's what I like to do for Mullet and Augie. Does he have final thoughts? Oh, Augie, do you have final thoughts? No, I got no final thoughts. Coming soon. You can go running with me at Jog With Your Aug on Instagram, or you can read my non-existent writing at Blog With Your Aug. <laughs> I would love final Augie. fucking thoughts. I would love Augie. <laughs> I want Augie to have a jogging blog. <laughs> That he I mean, thinks he has to do while he's running. But, but to be quite honest, like we have we have a, a workout group, the three of us in Tokyo, and Augie runs. He does. And plays hockey every day. Like Augie works out probably the most. Augie hasn't held a pen or a pencil in his hand in three and a half years. Yeah, because he could just record it and uh, 
type it on his phone because that's efficient because then he could just post it somewhere and not have to like rewrite everything augie's efficient nothing but efficient am i lying we started 20 minutes late yes <laughs> we got through it didn't we ian earlier than anything that we did with tope and we started on time with him mr tope just won't shut up yeah <laughs> Augie knows when to shut up. Well, talk about efficiency. We're, we're, we're going to wrap up Augie August in July, bitch. <laughs> for Mullet. This is Mullet. And Augie. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time at the table. Slash the movies. I, this was my worst idea. Hey, I'll have all my friends quack, on. And they'll just quack, go with my Quack, wife. quack, 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 quack. Go home! Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.